Unless you've been busy achieving inner peace, we're back to help you through the day, mentionables. Yeah! <laughs> I've got some headlines for you from Sky News, published earlier this month. Uh, some current events, a few articles. Uh, California twins born 15 minutes apart end up having separate birthdays in different years after being born around New Year's Day. Oh. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because of our episode, Pagan Party, uh, where we discussed, uh, you know, uh, birthdays in general. But at one point we were talking about, I'm sure you guys remember, where we uh, we had discussed there are some countries that everyone's birthday happens on the first of right. the year. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, so I'm just thinking, like, with these kids, how does that work? So to, would that even it out and they're both one year old? In that country, yeah. On the first? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I wasn't sure if that, like, simplifies or complicates things. You know what I mean? I mean, so one of so you're saying like basically one was born right before midnight. Is that what? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fifteen minutes apart. One was born before midnight. One was born after midnight. Huh. So technically, their birthdays are different years, different months. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But they're twins, and so I mean, it, the, I guess like just to put that into perspective, uh, twins with different birthdays are so rare that uh, some estimates suggest the chance of them being born in different years is around one in two million. <laughs> Whoa. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, uh, not anything crazy or whatever, you know that but siblings uh, it just totally it made me think about the Pagan Party episode. Dick about it. They're probably sitting there like, oh, I'm a year older than you. Yeah, lording it over them all uh, the time. Good God. <laughs> Those 15 minutes, I'm sure that happens in, with any Well, twin, yeah, but know, now they get to take the, the extra mile. One. I'm a whole year older than you well you're older than you yeah definitely <laughs> covid positive woman self-isolates in plain bathroom for five hours to protect 150 other passengers wait what five hours in a plain bathroom why was she on the plane if she yeah. had covid so many questions right okay let me clarify <laughs> uh the article says michigan uh shout out to michigan yeah. <laughs> michigan school teacher Michigan school teacher Marissa Foteo, uh, I'm guessing that on the last name, <laughs> uh, was traveling from Chicago to Reykjavik, Iceland on the 20th of December when she developed a sore throat and, rap and used a rapid COVID test, returning back positive results. Oh, So snap. she noticed that she thought she was getting a sore throat, immediately isolated in the bathroom, or took the test in the bathroom. When the, you know, the result came back positive, she decided that she should just stay there in the bathroom for five hours. See, I, I'm the kind of person that, like, would be in there for hours, and they'd knock and be like, hey, uh, everything all right in there? And I'd be too self-conscious about having COVID, so I'm, I'd just be like, yeah, just uh, taking a fat dump. <laughs> just No, just, we're, we're, I'm just fine in here, and, like, four hours later, you know, they're they're definitely concerned. No, I guess there was a... There was a, a flight attendant that actually took care of her while she was in there and, you know, got her anything that she needed oh, nice. uh, without direct contact. And, you know, I guess my my thought on this is that at some point, you know, someone's got to take a shit on there, right? Like, are there two bathrooms usually yes. generally on every plane, I guess, for like a female and a male? I think there's, there's four. There's usually two at the front and then there's two in the back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, this is gonna that's gonna blow this whole joke up. But I'm just thinking, you know, there's someone that's got a shit really bad, and they're like, okay, it's either COVID or I shit my pants. And I think everybody on this plane agrees that I'm gonna have to take one for the team, right? <laughs> I definitely would think everybody's putting you into that. You, basically, that girl's gonna have to stay in there. 
you're going to have to go in right, yeah. and <laughs> use the restroom, and you are not allowed to leave. Neither is she. And that's going to be an awkward couple hours before you land, for sure. Police officers fired for ignoring L.A. robbery in progress to play Pokemon Go. According to court documents, the incident occurred on a busy Saturday in April 2017 when a call came in about a robbery with multiple suspects in progress at a Macy's department store. Instead of responding to the call, Lozano and Mitchell, uh, who a commanding officer spotted in a police car tucked back in an alley just feet away from the Macy's, started to back up down the alley away from the robbery. What? <laughs> They're just like slowly <laughs> rolling backwards like... Uh, robbery or charmander i mean come on yeah yeah well it wasn't a charmander but it was reported that the officers caught two rare pokemon a snorlax and a togetic uh although it's not clear whether the suspects in the robbery were apprehended by their colleagues worth it (laughs) worth yeah yeah uh no not definitely wasn't they lost their jobs for sure um still worth it but uh uh, not (laughs) still right (laughs) not Uh, A not-so-fun fact, researchers have estimated that Pokemon Go players caused up to $7.3 billion in costs across the U.S. in the first 148 days after its initial release. I believe that. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That tracks. There's, dude, people fucking (laughs) went crazy. I went crazy when that game came out. Clearly people went crazy because we had two police officers ignore their jobs to catch Pokemon. (laughs) Welcome back. This is Not to Mention Podcast, and I'm Josh. I'm Colin. And I'm Ryan. And mentionables, there are jobs all over the world that sometimes are uh, more than sometimes, often ignored or, you know, you don't overlooked, even, overlooked. You don't think about who, who makes, you know, who's doing the fortune cookies, who's coming up with the fortunes and printing them, you know? I mean, that's or, a good point. You've got professional Somebody's TV watchers. You've got professional video game players, you know, the, some, some of the more normal, I mean, food tasters. Yeah. Right. There's uh, one that I found was a paint dryer or they, they watch in time. How long paint dries? But that's that's the goal here today. They literally <laughs> watch paint yeah, dry. Just watch paint dry. They swap, they swap it with a little cardboard, and then they they have a stopwatch. Is there see. somebody that watches water boil too? I'm sure <laughs> it's out there. But that's the point. We're getting down to the nitty gritty. A, a grass growing watcher. One of the more interesting jobs that I've had the chance of finding is, uh, in California. And this was on a list uh, from, I don't know, USA Today or something. But it, it had weirdest jobs for all 50... St- or 50 <laughs> all 50-50? All 50-50? Every state in the U.S. Uh, the, California, they have a dog surfing instructor. As host of the World Dog Surfing Competition <laughs> with over 3,000 miles of coastline, California is arguably the only state where it makes sense to have a job teaching dogs how to surf. You could definitely do that in Michigan, right? I mean, there's some swells, right? You just gotta really get hit a up good... uh, Lake Superior in the middle of a storm. I was gonna say you gotta just find a really good storm. Then no, gonna... don't do that. Seriously, that's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can do it, but leave your dog at home safe and sound. This one, this goes, I think, very well with people who are waiting to get that next release. Uh, you know, Black Friday. 
or you know new new video games coming out some some sort of big deal some big release professional stand in liner as long as there are cues in the world there are stand in liners it will never be out of fashion and these freelancers will happily wait in long queues for as long as you pay them some money what is the point they wait in line for you oh like they save your spot for you yeah yeah so like if there's a brand new video game coming out and you don't want to be there all throughout the night waiting you know you just pay them some money and they wait in line for you and then you just you just show up and like 10 minutes before the iphone comes out and you get your iphone nice yeah that's actually that's pretty smart yeah, definitely. Or I was thinking maybe uh, amusement parks, uh, like lines for rides. Oh, that'd be a really good idea. You should hire like a bunch of them and put them in line at like the perfect time so you can just like hit every ride in the theme park in one day. We've all seen videos of Japan where like there's a dude like cramming people onto their like subways or, you know, they're... Yeah, they're pushing yeah. people inside the so- subway cars that's an actual professional pusher yeah yeah it's uh, indeed a hard-working nation and it makes sure that all its people reach work on time and that's why japan has employed people to push others onto trains so that nobody is ever late for work interesting like i had always just thought they were an attendant and like that was part of their job description but no like that is their job yeah, is to push push people on and huh. like, but you know it, it says professional pusher do you think that's like along the lines of like they take like safety courses of like you know you need to realize when you're doing it too much when there's too many people right maybe yeah. you're hurting somebody you can't push here you got to push here like this make sure you <laughs> lift like you know i now i also think it takes like a certain kind of person like you don't want someone who is too aggressive <laughs> because they could uh, you know kind of like take it over the line but you also don't want someone who's too timid and isn't going to push people in there you know? yeah you gotta have a good middle ground you don't want like a gym rat but you don't want like but stick arms do you think they have like training days together yeah i don't know it seems to me like you'd want to keep from be from getting too buff because then you're gonna hurt somebody well but you gotta still be you gotta stay swole bro this one i think is probably one of the more interesting ones to me just the the whole idea of it in general so scuba diving pizza delivery man fuck yeah oh you son of a bitch so there's underwater hotels (laughs) and there's there's even one here in florida uh and it's bizarre you know like it's weird enough that there's already hotels underwater but they actually send people down uh, they have a scuba diving pizza delivery man who supplies them with pizza by carrying them through the sea in a watertight case. Hell yeah. How do you even, like, what? Yeah. This dude's sole purpose is to get some pizza down to the guests. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, f- for the record, you stole uh, one of mine, so, uh, you know, gosh darn you. Oh, ha um, <laughs> but... Fuck you. Uh, I wonder how much that costs to have a pizza sent to an underwater hotel. I wonder how much that job pays. Well, you, the tips must be good. The price probably changes a little bit because we're swapping over to nautical miles at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, not, we're no longer talking regular miles on land as to how much that's going to cost. Well, sir, how far away are you? What's your area code? Well, actually, funny story. I yeah, am underwater. Can you, just, can you call any pizza place and then they have to like call the scuba no, guy? No, no. See, that's what I was already thinking. It's it's got to be like one guy, right? That's like scuba. Maybe like a, a small crew of dudes that are scuba certified 
from like a specific yeah, pizza or, place. Or maybe they've got to deal with like a couple different pizza places so that those hotels in particular can get pizza sure. to their guests. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, weird concept. Right. And you know, I saw pictures of uh I don't know which hotel it was. I think it I was looking up the one in uh Key Largo in Florida, uh, but uh, they, it looked amazing. It looked so cool, and, I, and I'm checking out these pictures, and I'm thinking, man, you can have that sort of scenery, basically like a glass dome hotel room, uh, looking at the, the the ocean above you, and you can get pizza delivered to me while I'm doing it. Like, oh man, that sounds. I'm just like picturing the dude vacation. like you're like just chilling, watching TV, and all of a sudden there he is, like holding like a pizza, you know, like like they do at the door, you know, hand, underhand in it. <laughs> But he's kind of just floating there, and he like, pong pong. I love that. (laughs) He waves at you, like points at the pizza, and he's like, "Bro, got it." (laughs) Right? Yeah, I was also thinking, you know, you're at like a party or something uh, like that. You're at the bar, and you're just you're kind of having small talk with someone, and they ask, you know, so what do you do? And you're like, yeah. I'm a scuba diving pizza pizza delivery guy. Pizza diver. <laughs> that's a pizza. No, that's a great icebreaker. I mean, honestly, really, it is. You know, I I buy that guy a drink. Plus, it takes girl. plus it takes the profession of pizza delivery to a whole nother level. Definitely, of cool. yeah. You're you're definitely not ashamed. Not that there's anything to be ashamed of if you are a pizza delivery person. Uh, no. You're a you're a national hero. No, absolutely. But, um, you know, there's a, that's something definitely special. I mean, you're feeding the masses. We eat more pizza in America than, like, any other food. Well, no, that's not true. I, think, I was going to say, I think we've gone over we've, this We've one been before. over this in an episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on top of uh, scuba diving p- pizza delivery, man, which apparently I can't say today, uh, I've got a master sommelier. Ooh, okay. Ooh, okay, yeah. This is a wine specialist who works in restaurants, wineries, or other businesses that specialize in wine. The title of Master Sommelier is the highest level you can achieve in this career. Okay. So I didn't realize that, like, there were different levels of sommelier. There are only 269 professionals worldwide who have received the title of Master Sommelier since the first Master Sommelier diploma exam in 1973. Actually, to make it a little bit weirder for you guys, uh, so there is... You know, the wine and the beer, like, every, a lot of people know about, you know, there's, like, a brewer's guild and everything, too. But they actually, there is only a few in the world, but there's somebody, there's, like, water sommeliers? I don't really know what the proper term of that would be, but instead of wine or beer or alcohol of any sort, they do water. Yeah. And that's that's their profession. Yeah. I think that's just the title is water sommelier. Yeah. I'm not po- I'm not positive. And on that, that, that's but. what they do. They just taste water or introduce you to different waters. And yeah, that's that's their job. I think there's like one in California. Wamalier. A wamalier. Dice card inspector. A dice card. Even s- a dice uh, slash card, not oh. dice card. I was like, what's a uh, dice uh, card? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I should have said dice slash I card. I love inspector. cards um, and I love dice. What is this dice card you speak of? Tell me more. Even small microscopic imperfections in dice can distort the results of a game. So bringing someone on, unf- uh, therefore bringing someone unfair fortune. Uh, dice inspectors carefully examine the dice for physical and geometrical defects. According to CareerAddict.com, gambling is a multi-billion dollar industry with high stakes and even higher fines for cheating. 
although they won't break your legs anymore, but you will definitely be put in jail if you get caught. Well, they say uh, they won't break your legs anymore, but come on, you know they're yeah, breaking yeah, legs. That was stated on Career Addict. I'm not sure if that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> with, so, with so much money on the line, both casinos and companies that produce the gambling ephemera, card and dice primarily, are heavily le- regulated by both government and private agencies. So... Part of the process is actually having someone measure all the sides of the dice for equality, making sure the disc, uh, the dice's corners are perfectly square and ensuring that it hasn't been manipulated to land on a specific number. They're also in charge of destroying cards and dice intermittently to ensure that they cannot be manip- manipulated. Oh, just like a random deal, like Damn. just in case somebody's doing something. Wow, that's that is intense. Yeah, I want a movie on that. Movie. Why do we always see in movies like Ocean's Eleven and shit, or like whatever that Black Twenty One, that Blackjack movie? Like, it's always about the players. What about the workers? Yeah. You what know? about the guys behind? <laughs> yeah, the what scenes. about the guys behind the curtain keeping those casinos running? Right, making sure that the dice are not loaded. Um, so there, I was kind of like thematic about these. Uh, I didn't get a specific number for the dice slash card inspectors. Um, but it was ranked in a list of rarest jobs, and uh, the Master Sommelier, obviously, uh, very few jobs. So I went for, like, super rare jobs that not a lot of people have, and, like, I'm talking globally. Uh, here's a good one for you. Uh, steel drum. What would you call that, Ryan? Like, a tuner? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. the steel drum specialist, I uh, guess. Yeah. But they like... just, they, 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 they tap around the drum with a like a basically like a hammer and nail oh, to get the yeah. bubbles to the right shape and have the right tone and sound and yeah there's not a lot of people that do there's that. not a lot of people that do that and it's That's because very... there's not a lot of people who really even know what a steel drum is right <laughs> and it's a really difficult art form to learn apparently sure. so you know how people in the united states in particular but a lot of first world countries like their fruits and vegetables to look perfect and that's that's kind of something that's a calling card yeah. of ours. Like, it, not a whole lot of other countries. They're not every country. You telling me that places like worms coming out of their fruit? Well, no. It's just like, <laughs> like our garlic has bad, to be I'm perfectly sure. white, and our like, our okay. So here's a good example. Cantaloupe farms have pr- uh, people who whose job is specifically to rotate the cantaloupe. On a regular basis. So it doesn't get squishy on one side? No, so it doesn't get a discolored sunspot. It literally changes nothing about the texture or the taste. It's just so that it doesn't have discoloration, so that people like us aren't like, oh, that looks weird. I I do it with bananas already. They're onto something. What, you t- you rotate your bananas? No, I, I, I'm picky with my bananas, depending on what they look like. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. So why wouldn't I do that with the cantaloupe? No, absolutely. It is kind of silly, but I feel like we all do that kind of, you know. I mean, if you want, like, the best tomato or whatever, you know, you're going to look for the nicest looking one, which honestly says nothing about it. its quality yeah, you're trying or its to put me down or whatever. Because I like clean-looking vegetables. No, I'm just saying that's kind of something that is, you know, more American. I don't wash my meat, at least. Why would you wash your meat? That's it, dude. People do that, man. Really? Huh, it's a thing. Huh. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah, that is gross. Right? Don't wash your meat. Don't wash your meat. You just, just cook it. That's the sure point you, of cooking make it. Make sure it's not spoiled or rotten. Just cook it. Yeah, email us if you uh, if you wash your meat. 
<laughs> Let us know about that. We, we need to talk. So yeah, that bad. sounded weird. It sounded so. I kind of want to sound oh. a clip of that. Yeah, yeah. Let's just get that one. Kind of nice oh, no. bite. <laughs> you can email me if you wash your. That's good. That's All it. Right. All right. Uh, what do you got for me? <laughs> Dog food tester. For up to $100,000 per year, you could test dog food for quality (laughs) assurance. No, it's not a dog. It's humans eating dog food. You know, I could see, like, okay, you get paid to let your dog test the food. You know, sure. Man, that would be perfect. I have said for years that my dogs need to start pulling their weight around the house. If my dog was pulling a home 100 k a year, I would be so happy with him. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty legit. That's a good salary. For you ate the whole wheel of cheese? I'm not even <laughs> mad. I'm just impressed. Pastor. <laughs> uh, one user, Omnisquidum, says, I ate my mom's cooking for 16 years. Where do I sign up? Yeah, wow, that's rude as fuck, Savage. Dude. Damn. I hope his mom never reads that. It would be heartbreaking. <laughs> In high school, I spent two years labeling candle tins on the second floor of a non-air-conditioned warehouse where we had mandatory popsicle breaks. Mandatory <laughs> popsicle breaks? <laughs> was it in a daycare? I know you said it was I was going to say, is this preschool? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you know, no air conditioning. It's a warehouse, the second floor. It's hot. Do you think people would, like, rub it on themselves? Like, you know, when you take, like, an ice cube? No, and... absolutely not. You sure? You'd get all sticky. I might do it. I don't yeah, know. Like, Everyone's hot already enough, hot might... and sweaty from. Ugh, no, that sounds awful. It'd make it ten times worse. Like, yeah, it'd feel good at first, but then like five minutes after smearing your it's body, all about, it's popsicle. all about those. It's about that little moment of magic, Colin. That's what it's about, you know. Followed by hours and hours of the grossest feeling of your life, just Ugh. covered in popsicle syrup. Ugh. Oh. And I just have to point out that it's, it's the for fact the gram, that dude. it is warm is not justification. <laughs> For popsicle breaks, I mean, like a, a a bottle of ice water, I feel like would probably do you a lot more better. But maybe yeah. that's just me. Yeah, I don't know if the popsicle breaks were the just to make break, people feel better. I was or... gonna say it's more of a morale thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> rum and sailors <laughs> and pirates. <laughs> I got, we got blue today. Woo! You know, keep everybody happy. Soon to be introduced to the warehouse, gladiator fights. <laughs> I mean, Google probably already does it. I mean, let's be yeah. honest. If they're given, if they're given like, you know, uh, assorted popsicles, there's probably gladiator fights over like the red and blue. You know what I mean? You know, you lose, you get the shitty colors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Two summers in college, I worked in a warehouse as a temp. Or, uh, sorry, it says warehouses. Multiple warehouses. Okay, not just one. Most of the time, I was in a film manufacturer packing film in boxes, but one place was a watch importer. All kinds of watches, some very valuable. When you left, you had to get wanded to make sure you were not stealing. I was there for two or three weeks. I literally had no idea what they wanted me to do. So most of the time, I grabbed a broom and slowly swept the warehouse. No one ever gave me any other direction. When I was about to leave to go back to college, the manager took me aside, told me they were very happy with my work and wanted to hire me on full time. I declined. 
You you know what, sir? You are management material. Can I give you a promotion? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, like, they obviously were not very observant bosses. That or they just thought he or she was good looking and wanted to keep him around. Yeah, I mean, maybe the standards were really low. Like, if that guy was the hardest worker in there, I don't, you know, who knows what's I, going on. You know, Colin... I think you're onto something. I have that happen to me a lot. <laughs> and, you know, it's hard, man. It's People hard. throwing jobs yeah, at you it's left hard, and right you just because they're trying to get with you. You just kind of, it's this, this glow and this distraction, and they don't even know what's happening. Before you know it, you're the CEO of Carhartt, and people are burning all of your clothes that you've made for them because of poor life choices. But, you know... <laughs> i like how you threw a little current event in there yeah, just you... spice it up yeah have you heard about this josh have you heard about this have you read about this no i haven't yeah apparently there's a carhartt controversy because they are requiring covid vaccinations so people are burning carhartt clothes like left and right and all i'm saying is if you are thinking about burning your carhartt think twice Give it to the, you know, less fortunate. Give it to yeah. somebody in need. Or you can, uh, you know, send Donate. it to me. I'll give you my email yeah. address or my, my mailing address. Definitely. Don't burn it. And also realize that you've already paid for it if you're burning it. You know, that's another like thing. Like you already gave right. them your money. Yeah. I mean. You're not winning. Let's just everybody yeah, take a breath. Okay. At the very if, least, you could even send it to, you know, people in Africa where it's, you know. It's super hot, but, uh, you know, uh, maybe they could still burn it uh, for energy or something. So. Yeah, okay. <laughs> now we're talking renewable resources. Or they can wear it and look really cool. Because, I mean, that's what all the hipsters do. I once got paid for a month of 40-hour work weeks for sitting at a gate and watching to make sure no cows got out. I was a, quote-unquote, bovine identification and exit prevention specialist. Um. Never saw a fucking cow. Read some really good books, though. So he was a... He Never was a, saw a cow. He was a, a biopsy... Okay, so I'm I'm glad that you noticed... A B-I-E-P... Excuse me, sir, I'm a B-I-E-P-S? What does that stand I'm for? I'm glad you've gone down this route, because somebody else noticed that, that there was there was a lot of potential here. Yeah, there's got to be something good in there. Right? Know? Okay, you're right. There is something really good. <laughs> you're right. Bovine <laughs> Identification Cow Exit Prevention Specialist. Oh. Now, it's a little bit redundant, but you get biceps. Ooh. <laughs> God damn. God. I can't take credit oh, for that. Good. It was in the comments section, but I thought it was genius. Hey, next time you say something funny like that, I want you to take credit, all right? Yeah, you just take all the credit. <laughs> don't credit it anybody totally else. totally me. I'm a fucking genius. I'm fucking just so <laughs> funny over here. Staple removal. There are companies that have so many documents that need to be scanned into a computer that they hire people whose job it is for eight hours today just remove staples from documents. Eight hours a day, all day, every day. There are entire office buildings with people removing staples. I shit you not. What's the starting pay? <laughs> right. Like, all right. I mean, my question yeah, with I'm this in. is, I got, I've got a lot of questions, but my question with this is that if we have the technology to transcribe papers 
for, you know, and send them across the internet to wherever for, you know, to, for storage or whatever. How do we not have the technology to have like some sort of machine that you just put all of these packets through and it removes the staples for us? I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm not trying to kill American jobs here or anything like that, but I'm just wondering. Good point. Maybe I'll keep my idea to myself. I wouldn't want to ruin it for a bunch of people. Too late. Somebody just thought about it. <laughs> no, but I'm thinking like just like you know like just a giant paper cutter basically that's you know able to just cut the corner off of a giant stack of papers and then the staples gone. Problem solved. I don't know. I, that's a rather simple way, but there's got to be a better way. There's got to be I mean, a better that way. That is extremely simple, but it seems like it would work, Colin. I think you're on to something. Maybe it has there. to do with like a recycling thing, you know. Uh, and you just became a CEO. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> sir. You're working at Carhartt. <laughs> <laughs> I just tried to shake his hand. He wanted he wanted to do it. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir, but I'm going to have to respectfully decline. Whew. What, are you going to go to college and get a better job? <laughs> sorry, that was so mean. I don't... Abandoned truck and cargo retrieval. So, believe it or not, there's actually an alarming amount of truckers out there who are just like, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> they just... What? <laughs> leave the trailer. Wait. Sometimes the whole truck. And they dip out. Wait. Somebody's got to go and get it. No. Yeah. How, so there's... how would they, isn't it like registered or like isn't there some way to track it back to them? Because like I'm thinking, well, you killed someone. Like you're trying to, you know, ditch. Oh your... no, no, no. They they don't steal it. They just leave. They it. just leave it. They quit or yeah, they like just say fuck this job. Let's and... say you're working at the liquor store and that day you decide fuck this. I don't want to do this job anymore and you walk out. Mm-hmm. That's that's what they do. They just walk out of the truck and and walk off to the sunset yeah, like I a mean, true hero. Let's say you're you're finally at the gotcha. point where so you're then the company just... then has to retrieve it. Right, right. Yes, they got to go get it. Let's say you're at the point where you're ready to just up and quit your job. You're not going to be like, eh, I'll drive this truck back for him first. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a funny thought though too. Like you know what? I'm not going to make this delivery. I'm just going to turn around and go back. Fuck these guys. Now that being said, on the flip side, someone in the comment section did say he met a truck driver who once broke his jaw unloading the load and still drove the truck back because he said he never liked to leave a load undelivered. Whoa. Holy cow. Uh, company man. And look at where yeah, he is yeah. now. The company CEO fucked him over. Carhartt. <laughs> Congratulations, sir. You're a CEO. I was going to say the opposite. The company fucked him over, fired him, didn't want to pay for any of the medical bills. And... Yeah, probably more accurate. <laughs> Intent analyst. Now, I don't want to put anybody in a bad mood, but get ready to get a little bit peeved here, boys. Uh, I quit. I'm already ticked off. An intent analyst is a person who sits on the other end of a line... And listens to your responses to automated messages, and then sends you to the correct department, depending on what it is you said. Oh, so you mean like when you just repeat yourself over and fucking over saying, I, I want a person! I want to talk to a person! <laughs> I want to talk to a real person! <laughs> They're just sitting there like, 
Nah. nah. <laughs> yes, that is exactly <laughs> what's happening. They're like, huh, what's this guy's intent? I, I'm not really sure what he's saying. He's yelling a lot. You know what? <laughs> I'm just going to hang up. <laughs> <laughs> so, somebody who worked in this Damn, in this profession fucked. said that that's not always the case, but just, you know, side, side with the caution and... Be nice to the automated message because there might be right. somebody on the other end who's like, you know what? Fuck this guy. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's super interesting. I've always thought that, like, even though they say that the, the call might be recorded, like, if you're on hold for an hour, there's nobody that's going to listen to that, like, for most situations anyway. And it, that it never really occurred to me that like the parts where you have to like speak something or whatever, most of that I would assume is automated or I assumed before this is automated, but now knowing that it isn't, I might start saying really weird stuff when they're asking me, which department <laughs> I, want. I might even just start calling hotlines and doing this when it asks just me what department shits. I want. I'll just be like buttered hamster nipples. <laughs> fap nap, fap nap, fap nap. <laughs> 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 Which department would you like? And you're just like, mm, uh, can I get some French fries? <laughs> uh, hamburger. <laughs> hey man, do you want to go on a date? It's funny because like sometimes technology is way more advanced than I would think it is, and then sometimes it's really not. Like, I always just assumed it was AI that, like, recognized what it is I'm saying and Absolutely. sends me to the right place. Well, Turns this is, out, it's, it's not. It's just a Plato's cave thing. They've got, you know, the fire going and they're waving the shadows around for you. They make it seem like it's an automated call, but really there's somebody sitting there listening. That's a weird thought. It's a really weird thought. Kind of creepy. Yeah, a little creepy. Fuck you, creepy person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I saved one of my favorites for last. Dumping expired soda at a distribution center. They have to. They have so much returned expired soda from so, stores and stuff that they they have to hire somebody. Uh, to, a bucket of coke for yeah. eight hours a day. Dump out bottles of Coca Cola and cans of or you know soda or whatever. That's what that guy was practicing for in Reddit Quest, and that's what he was doing that whole time. He was he was warming up for his day job. Oh, the the guy who was <laughs> dumping out yeah, cups and cups of bucket Coke in his room. Bucket of Coke. <laughs> oh, I forgot <laughs> about the song. <laughs> bucket of Coke. Bucket of Coke. Yeah. Bucket of Coke. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. That, that dude's song. day job is dumping expired. That's why he felt so at ease dumping buckets of Coca-Cola out of his bedroom. If you have no idea what we're talking about, uh, check out Reddit Quest, what, number two, I think? I think it was number three. I think it was number three. three. I don't know. Check them both out. Just go through all three of them, in fact. Yeah. Yeah, you should just listen to them all. Yeah. In fact, while you're at it, just listen to every episode. Quit fucking around. (laughs) But yeah, it's somebody's job. Just dump out soda for hours do you think like hours do you think hours. you know like like let's say like you know you work at the country club and your your buddy's cleaning the pool and you're like oh guys check this out it's gonna be funny and you go over and you push him in do you think they do that to people in like vats of expired fucking soda <laughs> <laughs> like check this out i'm gonna get roger so good you guys fucking boosh oh god that'd be gross oh. <laughs> 
how do you think that smells? Uh, That'd be an awfully boring, like, just absolutely mind-meltingly boring job. I think I'd start doing weird stuff like like training my psychic abilities by trying to guess which soda was in the, you know, the, the container right. before I poured it out. I guess that's assuming that they're not in marked containers. Maybe there are, like, some creative ways to, like, you know, dispose of the, like, use a samurai sword to cut open the two liters. That'd be way more fun than just... Yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah, there's got to be something, like... That'd be a killer job. Yeah. You should probably... Okay, whoever's working as, you know, the manager of these distribution centers, what you should probably do is let your employees use samurai swords to empty all of this stuff, and then you can pay them less. Yeah, definitely. Train soda samurais. Soda samurai. (laughs) Yeah! Is that the episode name right there? (laughs) Soda samurai. (laughs) Damn. Did we just create a new job while talking about unique jobs, you guys? I'm about I don't know. to hashtag soda samurai though. Yeah, hashtag for sure. <laughs> yeah, what do you what do you guys think the pay rate on that one is? Probably well, like I said, it's a really fun job, so you get to pay them less. Do you think? Yeah. We have a pretty fun job. Does that mean we have to get paid less? Uh no, because uh we're really cool. I don't know. If that's the scale we're working on, I should be making millions. Oh, see? There we go. (laughs) (laughs) How stupid my job is. You know, you can find us on uh, pretty much every major streaming service, and the best thing that you can do for us, this is our call to action to you mentionables, is... Give us a follow. Give us a little rating. You know, there's like there's little stars up there on the on the uh, Apple Podcast. Give the give us a five. I know you like it. Slap the five. You can check out our Facebook and our Instagram. Uh, make sure and give us lots of likes there. And uh, like Ryan said, more importantly, give us a follow. Check out our website www.nottomentionpodcast.com. And if you have any quests, comments, or concerns, you can send those to nottomentionpod at gmail.com. I'm Josh. I'm Colin. And I'm Ryan. And you can catch Not To Mention Podcast every Thursday at 6 a.m.